Oh my gosh, well, this is our first over the air moment. I, I know. Uh, guys, I'm so nervous I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like we have a good backup plan, so even if there is an issue, I feel like we won't have to re-record this. That's, okay, cool. I, mean, I don't want to jinx us, but that's my my hope. Yes, I uh, guys, I had to download a new like program because I discovered my computer uh, doesn't have GarageBand. I thought it did, mm. so I had to download Audacity. And so yes. right now I'm trying out Audacity for the first time. Um, and if it doesn't work, we're suing Audacity. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I just think it's amazing that, you know, you've been now in this process have become a bit of a podcast producer, audio person yourself. You're like an engineer all the way. Yeah. What will I do next? I ladies know. And gentlemen? Oh, you wear so many hats, you know, film director, writer. YouTuber, I engineer. did. I did some of the music, like remixing for <laughs> the movie. You did. I, I did. was like, when I gave you all the stems for their up to par, I was like, wait, who used these stems and like organized them? And it was you. It was, was me, like, oh, darling, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You know the montage scene I in just... Devos. I did the remixing of that song, that the was... party scene that has Matt Palmer in it. I did the remixing of that song that's in the that... background. Is yeah. very surprising because I was like, wait, I mean, he's just the, you know, writer and star of the movie. Why does he need to be doing the music? But you know what? We're a people of many hats. Yeah. It's what, what's what we do. We know that if we want something done right, we do it ourselves. Yeah, that absolutely. I fully I support just thing. doing it yourself, even yeah. if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you, you, you at least know what you want. Exactly. And you have the pack. If it's your project, no one's going to care about it more than you are. Hello. Absolutely. And welcome back to the Judy and Matt's podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. Oh, and we're back this week. Can you believe? It's, Even though we're apart, we're together. I know the chemistry dynamic is so weird because I'm like trying to react to your voice and your vocal inflections <laughs> as opposed to you just standing or sitting next to me. So yes, it's, it's very different. You're going to have to, you won't know what the, um, the stories are before I say them now because the iPad's not in front of you. It's in front of me. Yeah. So you're going to have to explain them real good. And if I get bored and my mind starts to wander, if it's like some complex Real Housewives news that I like, I'm going to need to focus. Okay. There's not a lot of news. I just want to start up the top and I want to dedicate this episode to Monique Samuels, who we all know that I have been writing for this season on Real Housewives of Potomac after the third part of the episode aired and she was vindicated and it was shown on TV that Giselle did bring up her child's paternity on camera, which she denied all season. Monique has also announced that she is leaving the Real Housewives of Potomac and I'm very upset by this, but we don't have to talk about it for too long because you know what? It's Christmas time. It's a new year's coming. We need to be thinking positively. I'm devastated. Like, And I also need to know, did they offer a friend of contract? Did they offer a full-time contract? The issue is she's so rich, actually rich, unlike most of the ladies on that show. She doesn't actually need the show. Like, She can walk away and be financially more than secure for the rest of her life. And I think that's great, but it's also like, what about me? What about what I want? You know, Matt Palmer, what about you? I do feel feel sad for you that you are losing Monique. You talk about Monique all the time. I do. And every time you you mention her name, I think you're talking about my Monique. And I'm just like, oh, my Monique. And it's just like, oh, no, it's uh, the housewife. It um, is. It is the housewife of Potomac. She was on from season two to season five, and she will be very, very missed. And her bird, T'Challa, will be missed. It's just going to be different. And, like, I know Candace is going to stay on, and she's so vile. And it's just like, oh, I guess that's how it goes. You have to you have to lose. you got to, to, 
to to lose to love or love to lose i don't remember the phrase but you know what it is sure <laughs> it's um very sad yes i i you know what 2021 is going to be a year of change yes. but we're going to move forward we're going to have because we're going to have to uh, I well mean, there's no other option yes well if you are dedicating this podcast episode to monique i'm mm-hmm. going to dedicate this podcast episode to one of my favorite performers of all time who mm-hmm. very sadly passed away on December yeah. 23rd. I woke up and uh, found out uh, someone texted me that Rebecca Luker has mm-hmm. uh, lost her battle with ALS. I was devastated the I'm entire sorry. day. It's okay. For those of you who don't know Rebecca Luker, uh, we, we've talked about her on the podcast and on mm-hmm. you know our, our uh, Patreon account um, in our Music Man review. Uh, Rebecca Luker uh, was a, a a Broadway star. She was, you know, a, one like the one of the great sopranos of Broadway, um, and she means so much to me because she was the star of the Broadway revival of The Sound of Music in the '90s. That, of course, was my first Broadway show I ever saw. I just will never forget the moment when, since it was my first Broadway show, I was a child. I had no idea that like sets moved on Broadway Mm -hmm. and in professional theater in general. I thought that like set changes were done the same way they're done in school plays where like Mm -hmm. the curtain closes, the orchestra vamps and the stage crew like changes the sets real quick. And so (laughs) I just will never forget the, you know, the curtain rises for the first scene. It's a bunch of nuns in the Abbey singing their morning hymns. And then you hear Maria slash Rebecca Luker's voice mm. like off stage singing the opening of the sound of music that's not in the movie but in the Broadway show and I'm just like wait Maria's singing right now she's singing right now how is how is the stage crew gonna be able to change the set by the time she is able to come on and sing the hills are alive how how <laughs> and just magically just right before she was that's a run on to spin around and sing the hills are alive with the sound of music the set just flew away in three different pieces and she goes wow. running down a ramp spins and sings the hills are alive the entire audience erupted in applause and little matt Steele's life was changed for fucking ever yeah. it was the best thing to happen in new york like i i am just so devastated she just had such an amazing career um right. started in the secret garden well she started in phantom of the opera but the secret garden showboat the sound of music just her marion in the music man i will never stop talking about how perfect it was mm. um she was also in fun home which matt palmer you love fun home i do love fun home um, she uh she it was just such a wonderful woman just a brilliant interpreter of of music her voice was absolute perfection and i i can't talk enough about her i'm devastated so this podcast is dedicated to monique and yes. to rebecca luger i bet you rebecca luger never thought she would have something dedicated to both her and monique from real housewives of potomac <laughs> in in like one episode of something but true here we are. but here we are here we it's are. happened and um you know what when i saw that and i saw the name i was like i think i know her and i think matt Steele loves her and so I am very sorry. That is, a, it's a very sad moment. She was brilliant. Brill- you know how I feel about her song in Fun Home. It's just days and days. Is that yeah. the song? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. And she was. She was. She was brilliant on that cast recording. I don't know her other works as oh, well. Oh no, that's but- that's that's Judy Kuhn. 
Oh, wait, yeah, who she, was she in she, she uh, was the rep- one of the replacements for that. Role. Oh, OK, OK. Well, yes. still, if she was able to sing that song convincingly and do a beautiful job of it, which I'm sure she did. Yes. Then, you know, all, more, more power to her. She'll be very missed. I'm sorry for your loss. Absolutely. Oh, don't worry. You will hear Rebecca Luker when we do our patron reviews of The Secret Garden and The Sound of Music. Don't you worry, Matt Palmer. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to know. Well, Matt Steele, I haven't talked to you since you went back home. How are you? How was your holiday been so far? My holiday's been good. It's just yeah. been Christmas stuck in a house with just yes. my mom, my stepdad, my brother, and my brother's two cats and my mom and stepdad's <laughs> two cats. So it's just Four of cats, hu- four humans, and four cats. Yes, I, I didn't realize your parents had two cats as well. Yes, they well, they are wow. one of the cat they adopt, they adopted from the same person who, right, uh, is a well known person, but shall remain nameless for now. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, and <laughs> my mom has like the mother cat and one of the babies, yeah. and my brother and his boyfriend have the other, like, other two babies, and right. then there were another set of two babies, and they both went off to the same person as well. So every, nice. everyone's kind of together, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, you know, we're all quarantining together. Like we're not going anywhere except right. like, if someone has to go to the grocery store or we're like right. we're picking up pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, but it is nice because it's been a long time since I've had a sort of family dynamic near me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Matt Palmer, you are my family, but like, it's true. You know, it's, it's a little different. Um, it is a bit different. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been fun. We've been having a good time. We've learned how to play Mahjong, the Chinese, uh, like tile game. I love that. And so we've, we've been playing that, uh, because my brother's boyfriend is, uh, he's half Chinese and half Japanese. And so he, mm. he got a Mahjong game and he taught us how to play. And then he since has been off, uh, with his family for, for Christmas. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we've been having a nice time. How was your Christmas, Matt Palmer? You know, it was good. I um, was in our apartment alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we love that. I did get to uh, zoom into uh, a family opening presents moment. And op- we did Secret Santa and we just did it social distanced and like, you know, in different homes this year. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, was showing people the gifts that I requested on the wish list and, you know, were purchased by my brother. Thank you to Daniel. And it's one of those things where it's like, I love a Secret Santa. I love a wish list that people just buy from because it's like there's no confusion there's no like oh what do you want what do you want I don't know like let's think about who it's like no no here's what I want everybody's happy everybody gets what they want uh I also a few days prior had like an early Christmas with uh Jackson and we he's very against this and he's like no it's about what you think they'd want and you know knowing them and blah 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 and I think that's very nice and I did get things I I wanted and I hope he got things he wanted but it also is like wouldn't this have been easier if we had just made mm. lists and was like, just buy this? <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, I have a lot of anxiety about gift giving. Mm. And so I would love if someone was just like, I want this. My right. well, Jack, Jackson would hate what my brother does. My brother literally buys all the like everything he wants for himself. <laughs> And my mom just like pays him back. <laughs> so I would do that. So I would do that. And I would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And my, my brother does all the Christmas shopping for everyone in the family. Like the things my mom like gets for like the kids in the family. My right. brother will go out and like get stuff like the things my mom gives to me. My brother will get will pick out. <laughs> and my mom just like pays him back. Like it's, it's a, an amazing, amazing plan because my brother right. loves to shop. 
Yeah. Um, and my mom likes to shop too, but you know, she's older, she's busy. She's, you know, yeah, she's a, a working lady. And mm-hmm. so, and you know, my, I mean, my brother works too, but like he just loves to shop. So, so, so yeah, I don't think Jackson would be a super huge fan of the way we do our Christmas, but whatever, I mean, as long as I don't have to worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think it is fun. I like to do the wrapping. So I'd like to be the one to actually like get the gift for the person and wrap it up and like prepare it for them. But the actual picking of the things, I'm like, I don't know if this is necessary. If I, if we all had lists, everyone would be happy. No one would have something they didn't want. Or like if I got him something he didn't want and then he feels forced to use it because I got it for him. It's like, it's just a headache. But you know what? We yeah. love everyone and everyone's got their different way of doing things and relationships are all about compromise. So that's what I have done. Absolutely. Um, but thank you. And so, um, um, then he spent Christmas with his family as well. And so we're quarantining away from one another at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are getting tested, which, by the way, was so hard to find a test uh, after the holiday because oh, yes. I guess everyone's just doing it now. And so it took us so many days until there was a slot opened up. But I did get a uh, scheduled COVID test for tomorrow. Um, and so I'm excited to I know I'm ready to have that. So then hopefully by New Year's Eve, we'll be able to be back together and know that we're not uh, getting each other sick. But oh. I was able to. I know it's going to be nice. And then have uh, your New I Year's was, kiss. Exactly. I mean, I feel like that's what what that's what boyfriends are for. Uh, and so then also on Christmas Day, I did spend half of the day with Janie, who is in my pod. She's been a guest host, you know, a, a, a guest on our podcast before. We love Janie. And so we had a great time. She's there with her cat, Georgie. And the three of us had a, a wonderful little little Christmas night. That's it. wonderful. Was this Janie's like first Christmas? Because she's Jewish. So she was is her Jewish, first but- Christmas celebration. Mm-hmm. No, because she uh, has gone to uh, our friend Justin's house in Atlanta uh, mm. over Christmas before. And so she's under she understands Christmas, even though the Christmas, you know, spirit is not within her, which, you know, fair, uh, fair enough, of course. <laughs> um, but she has definitely had a Christmas moment. But I think I would like to think that this Christmas was up there with her best Christmases, you know, because they're probably only like four. And I like to think this was, <laughs> you know, top two. That's yeah. my hope. Yeah, I was I was surprised at how because I was very worried because christmas is very big and with my family especially mm-hmm. like the christmas eve party is like it's always at our right. house and everything so of course that was canceled yeah. um and we have like such hardcore traditions for christmas eve but yeah. you know we just the four of us just ate the same food which is always we have like the the as many fishes as we can because like you know we try to do the seven fishes but like mm. who can who has time for seven these days <laughs> you know but you know we have the fishes like we have the we're italian so we have the angel hair with tuna fish sauce which is another fish and um but then we also did like a zoom bingo moment with like the family members who would usually be over for uh, christmas and like Mm -hmm. there were like prizes to be won and everything i won a little uh thing of m&ms okay Uh, yeah so so that was fun uh and and it was nice like i thought it would definitely like feel like oh this is a downer this doesn't feel like christmas and it didn't (laughs) but (laughs) but still it it was nice it was a nice festive it was as festive as i could it could possibly have been Exactly. Yeah. No, I feel like it was probably a similar feel for me. Like I also tried to make as much of my Christmas meal, which is the same as my Thanksgiving meal that my my mom usually makes, of course. Mm -hmm. But I got all the recipes and tried to make a lot of things and most of them came out okay. The macaroni and cheese, I still have not gotten right. And I keep I tried one more time today and it still wasn't right. But whatever. There's always next year. And then uh, I we did candy. I did candied yams and they the texture wasn't exactly right on the yam. But like there's just so much sugar and 
marshmallow and butter in that. That it's just like this is fine. Yeah. The dressing was amazing, and the cranberry sauce, and I just got a ham, which you know is so easy. I love a ham. You just pull meat off, put it in the microwave. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a cheesecake, which our friend Corey has taught me how to make. And then I did for the first time my mom's potato pie recipe, which is famous and you know has been passed down from generation to generation. I must say, for my first going, it's like pretty close to what it's supposed to taste like. And I'm like, I'm really happy with that actually. So okay, cool. You know, well, will there be leftovers in the fridge by the time I get back? I think by the time you get back, no. But hey, if you, next Thanksgiving, it's on the docket. I can now do it. Next Thanksgiving? Yes! Oh, we'll all be dead by then. 2021 is going to be our year in so many different ways. You have just something else to look forward to, darling. That's Joe true. Biden's inauguration uh, and the potato pie. It's Okay, those that, but those two things are very far apart from each other. <laughs> what am I going to do in between January 20th and November, whatever date Thanksgiving yeah. is next You'll year? You'll count down to the vaccine, darling, what we're all doing. Oh, my God. I'm praying so hard because I technically count as an essential worker because I work at a restaurant. Mm. So oh my, if like, you get this fucking vaccine like months before me, I'm going to be so pissed. Whoops. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed. Sorry, girl. You, whatever. You get your benefits. I get my vaccine. <laughs> but hey, my work's essential too. How will companies know how much, how many royalties they've received off their films mm, without I, me? I think they'll somehow manage. I don't but know. But I am feeding the people, darling. Oh, I guess. Gosh, it's this is rude. I don't, I don't like that. Yes, um, so I'm like pretty excited. I'm like, Please, I'm like okay. I would probably be on like the lower tier of. I was gonna workers. say it's like I'm not, not a te- be- I'm not a teacher, but like no, you're not, not a teacher. You're not a doctor, and you're not old, so it's still gonna be a minute for you. But it's gonna be a minute, but like not as yeah. much as a minute as you know, the rich people with full timeies. All right, <laughs> look, <laughs> I think I would. I think since we live together, it's only fair that we get them at the same time. So okay. we will go together and be like, hey. He needs it too. All right, have fun with that battle. But like, <laughs> if you if you don't win, I'm leaving you behind. So I'm gonna be I, like, I well, mean, <laughs> see you on the other side. I would be surprised if you didn't. But I was hopeful that maybe in 2021 you would have learned loyalty. But you know, mm. maybe 2022. No, 2021. We're all we're all in this for <laughs> ourselves, guys. That is harsh. Um, so should we jump into news for idiots? Let's jump into news for idiots. Okay, Matt Steele. I you seem you have more people around you, so maybe you are less bored than I am. But have you heard about the Ilaria Baldwin <laughs> discussion? Oh, I saw people <laughs> tweeting about it, and I'm just like, I've never seen this name in my entire life. It's brought me so much joy over the past 24 hours. So apparently, Alec Baldwin is married to uh, a woman who is much younger than him, and I guess they she burst onto the scene in 27, 2011 excuse me, when they were engaged and dozens of people were enamored with her sultry Spanish accent. Uh, and dozens of since- people? Dozens. Uh, this is written by a, a shady site. Um, Iconic. And, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, well, not unfortunately. They've had since had like five uh, kids together, all of whom have Spanish names. It then has come out to someone tweeted that the biggest, the most impressive grift is the decade long uh, fake Spanish accent on Ilaria Baldwin when she is just from Boston. So people, since again, it's over, it's after Christmas and before New Year's, everyone's bored. What are people really doing? They go back, they find her uh, interviews in which she says that she was born in Mallorca, Spain, and only moved to the U.S. um, when she was 19 to go to NYU. This is false. (laughs) Her name is Hillary. 
Hillary Hayward <laughs> Thomas. Both sides of her family are like one of them literally came over on the Mayflower. One side, the other Whoa. side is like decades, like generations upon generations of Boston people. And she just decided to want to portray herself as Spanish because she wanted like there are videos of her pretending like to be a Spanish person who like can't come up with the word for cucumber. Whoa. Like people on Twitter are like, yeah, I went to school with her. She was very nice, very, you know, down to earth, very sweet girl, very into ballroom dancing and very white and American. Wow. (laughs) I love it. Very into ballroom dancing. That's yes. I love that for her. I just this is truly the funniest thing. And I feel like she has like weirdly there's so many videos about this like there's a video of Alec Baldwin on Instagram talking about like just consider the source and he's like giving a whole eight minute long spiel with like lots of pauses about like you know TMZ and how awful they are but no and then she comes out and talks about it on Instagram with much less of an accent than we've seen in the past Mm -hmm. and she talks about how she was always split between two worlds and she went by Hillary in the US but Hilaria in Spain or whatever and it's just like it seems like her rich parents moved to Spain after she moved out of their house because they wanted to retire there and maybe she has family in Spain but like just because historically you have lineage decade like again generations upon generations back in Spain does not make you a Spanish person who needs to pretend <laughs> not to know the word cucumber yeah I, it's the not knowing the word cucumber thing that really gets because oh. it's like because it's 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 just like okay maybe like you have some Spanish heritage in you whatever but like first of all like obviously don't give yourself that like a thick accent like that's just crazy <laughs> but like right. if you're gonna fake it and give yourself that accent at least like just know the word for cucumber like don't like you are just dedicated you are just committing to this a little too hard it's just also just such a choice and like do you think she made this choice after like getting with Alec Baldwin like she decided to lean into this character she'd created for herself and also like her kids names are all Spanish and so you have like (laughs) all of these Spanish names with two white American parents it's just like you've really really like really are just going for this angle like I'm gonna be like the real life Sophia you know I guess Sophia Rar is a real person but like her character on Modern Family (laughs) Uh and it's just like no, no, this is so, it's just so bad. And I, she's now taking a break from social media after admitting that, you know, she grew up, she's a different kind of Bostonian. And it's like, girl, you've really dug yourself a hole here. But you know what? Honestly, I had nothing better to do in these past several days. And it brought me a lot of joy watching old interviews of her talking about growing up in Mallorca and like (laughs) not coming up with the word cucumber. It's just like, girl, no. No, 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 no. I mean, I hope she had fun. Uh, <laughs> I hope she had enjoyed herself while it lasted. Right. I'm sure she'll go away for a little while. She'll come back a couple years from now with a some like uh, like reality show on a channel mm. no one's heard and whatever. <laughs> That's an option for, and also this all came about because she posted like a five days postpartum photo in which she's gotten like super thin again and she's like topless and like holding her baby and Amy Schumer reposted it as a joke, like being like, oh, this is what I look like postpartum kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then she like couldn't take the joke and then came out and like made some comments about like, I still don't get what this joke is, but like, I guess, you know, it's fine to make fun of people, blah, blah, blah. And then all of that is what led to people like investigating her more closely. And it's like, oof. You kind of brought this on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough. It's tough. Um, okay. My next, 
She's definitely in mine as well. Um, Anwar Hadid, whose name I never thought I'd mention on this podcast. But again, it's a a slow news week. What can one do? Uh, And also, more importantly to us, he's the brother of um, Gigi and Bella Hadid, who are famous supermodels and daughter of Yolanda Hadid, who used to be a uh, real housewife of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And this brother is dating Dua Lipa. And this person has now come out and said on his Instagram story that he is not going to take the vaccine. Oh. (laughs) A follower asked Anwar on Instagram if he would like to take the vaccine. He responded, absolutely not. When another follower asked him why he was anti-vax, he went on to say, either I just don't get it or I get it and God willing heal from it and get antibodies rather than do that process unnaturally. Our bodies are made by the creator to do way more than we think. Uh, well, he brought, he took it there. He did. He it's, it's, it a, there. it's about God. I mean, I mean, well, it's Christmas time, so I mean, <laughs> I yes, Christmas gonna... time is in the air again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just, um, I, okay. I just, I mean, and again, as much as I love Monique, I worry she's an anti-vaxxer too because she's kind of said things in that arena. She really believes in essential oils. But I hope Dua Lipa, A, gets the vaccine and B, talks to her dumb boyfriend. <laughs> I did read something, I think earlier today or yesterday, that was kind of like talking about how when vaccines, new vaccines come out, there is kind of like a natural hesitancy and that mm-hmm. is a, a natural reaction to have. So they think that there was a little too much um, press about people being nervous to take it. And it kind of like scared mm. everyone about other people to take it. But like, it, it seems like more and more as time goes on, more and more people are like right. willing to take it. So, so that was kind of like, okay, that makes me feel better. That's true. And even like as annoying as I find it, that people like Mike Pence are publicly taking it. It's like, at least those people who follow him and like believe anything that comes out of his mouth are seeing him take it, you know, even though he, I don't think he should be in the front of lines. And you know, all of those people were saying that COVID's a hoax and not following the protocols, but seeing those people take it, maybe those people who in my head would, I would be less surprised if they were anti-vax seeing Mm -hmm. them, you know, their leadership take it. Uh, Maybe that'll help us get to it. I just, I mean, I just, I, I am so beyond ready for it where it's just like, I don't care. I mean, I, I would want a couple of people to take it before me, but enough people have taken it now. There have been long enough trials. By the time it gets to me, so many people will have taken it. Like, I will be first in line. As soon as they get to my block, I'm be like, you know, shoot me up right here, right in the <laughs> arm. I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm ready. warming up. I'm warming up. I'm slapping my arm, warming up those, <laughs> those veins right now. Just you gotta do it all in me. I mean, because the thing is, it's it went through the exact same process that that vaccines all go through you know it's just that it it, the reason why vaccines take so long to develop is because a they don't have a lot of funding and b they Mm -hmm. they have a hard time finding uh people who want to be the guinea pigs essentially and c because you know the fda you know they're like ah yes we have this new vaccine we'll review the findings in eight months it's like why but you know whatever it's the protocol but this time they were just like oh no we have funding out of the wazoo for this we right. have people out of the wazoo willing to you know be the the test bunnies and yeah. we and the fda is just like no we're looking at this stuff now yeah so, and the technology has you know become so much more advanced than it was the last time there was such a major vaccination created and so i just talking to people i've talked to people in person were like it just you know the vaccine it just came out so quickly and like they don't know the long-term effects blah 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 and it's like you know who i trust more than us who don't know anything the fucking top scientists in the country i yeah. just do sorry yeah and um i'm ready for that so me too girl 
and more Christmas time positivity, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. of course, has broken her own Spotify single day streaming record. Um, on Christmas Eve, the song received over 17.22 million streams on Spotify, causing her to break her own single day streaming record. I'm pretty sure the streaming record that she set last Christmas was in the like 12 to 13 range. So she didn't just like kind of break the record. She super broke the record. Oh, what changed this year? I just think so many people are, well, a, so in need of Christmas spirit. Cause we're all stuck at home with our like one or two pod people. And are just mm-hmm. like, it needs to feel like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and also I think Spotify is, I mean, I feel like streaming is just getting more and more popular every five seconds. That and is very true. More people have Spotify. Exactly. And I was just so it was so cool to look at her like you can go to the bios and Spotify and like maybe I'm a nerd. And again, I had a lot of time on my hands. You can go on the bios on Spotify. And when you're one of the most popular artists in the world, it would tell you like how what number of like popularity you are. And Mariah was like the fifth most popular artist in the world that week. And it just was like, this is so great. Like has any (laughs) legacy artist like done what she is doing? And people always love to downplay her success in these eras as being like, oh, just Christmas and then 11 months out of the year, no one's going to care about her. And it's like, bitch, what are her contemporaries from 1990 doing right now? Are they in the top five of the best, you know, the biggest streaming artists in the world? Have they gone from fucking cassettes to CDs to iTunes to Spotify and they're still relevant every fucking year? I don't think so. Yeah. Did they just release like a best-selling memoir? Yes. Oh, that's going to be an amazing movie. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm so ready for that. I'm so ready. So I'm just congrats to her. And I think Ariana was the number one most streamed artist that week or something. And it's like, look at the, our two out of the three Santa participants are really showing up this streaming season. And you know what? I'm here for it. All right, let's go. Let's get that movie done, guys. Oh, we need it. We need it. Um, well, this is short, but did you see that Warner Bro- Brothers is going to release a Mad Max Fury Road prequel and the Color Purple musical in theaters in 2023? I did see that. Yes, I know they've been talking about the Color Purple for a while now. And you were into Ma- the first Mad Max, right? I loved the first Mad Max. Well, not the, not the first Mad I, I never right. saw the first Mad Max. It's like from the I don't know, 70s, 80s. I don't know. But, but like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I am not an action movie person like mm. like it just it's not my bag. But like hot damn, that is an excellent movie. And mm. so if the prequel is, is it the same director? Is it uh, what's the name? George Miller. Um, Let me see. Oh, it doesn't say I'm sorry. OK, well, I hope it is um, because he did a fantastic job with Fury Road. So I'm down. I'll see it in theaters. Let's go. I'll I sit know. there with all those straights and be like, yeah. Is it normal for them to announce that a movie's coming out in, you know, two and two and a little two years from now, apparently? Like, is that? Normal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Especially musicals like Girl Wicked was announced to be uh, in theaters December like 20th, 2019. They announced that, oh, like four years before, <laughs> three years before. And surprise, it ended up being Cats that was released that day. And oh. we're still waiting for the Wicked movie. <laughs> Has, I assume there's no production started. Has there no casting announcement for the Wicked movie even still? Oh, no. Nope, nope, Come nope. on, people. I know, there are a trillion musicals that like have been announced that they're happening. That's like, so annoying. And, and and it's just like, okay, girl, I'll like believe it when I see the <laughs> like on-set pictures. Right. I guess that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. All right. In other uh, film movie awards news, uh, the Golden Globes are being slammed for categorizing Minari. Ooh, a that's a mess. 
language film. So can you tell? I know. All right. What I'm seeing is that the film takes place in Arkansas, mm-hmm. stars Korean American actors, and they're saying that since it's primarily like in Korean, they're saying it's a foreign language film, even though it's very much American. Is that what's happening? It's that's what it seems to be happening. I don't okay. know that much about the Golden Globes, like eligibility rules, but I'm assuming it, they kind of have a rule similar to the Oscars where mm. uh, best what was once foreign language film and now called best international film, but has the same rules um, where it, they have a rule that if the film is in more than 50 more is in more than 50% non-English than it right. is eligible for the award. So like there was, I don't know, probably like a little less than a year ago, um, that one film from, uh, Nigeria. Mm. I forget we talked about it on the podcast that, yeah. uh, was deemed, uh, ineligible because English was, is the official language of the country. And, uh, most of the film was spoken in English. So it was kind of like, ah, this but it's an international film, but it didn't meet the requirements and everything. So I'm assuming they have a rule similar to that. But the like awkward thing is just like movies like Inglorious Bastards, which I think I saw is like 70 percent non-English. Like they're speaking Mm -hmm. all different types of languages in Inglorious Bastards and English is not the primary one. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also was eligible for best picture. Um, whereas I, I, the thing with the Oscars is a movie can be eligible for both international film and best picture. Whereas I think the Globes, if you're eligible for best foreign language film, you're not eligible for best picture. Cause I know oh the, fa- the farewell and parasite were not eligible for uh, best picture last year. So I, I think it's, this is all just kind of, and it's, it's ridiculous because Minari is an American film. It's about a Korean family right. that moves to America, like, but they speak Korean, you know? Um, right. I think it's just kind of showing that as years go by, the like foreign language film category is maybe not going to be needed as much because films yeah. that are in foreign languages are getting more of an audience nowadays. Right. So it, yeah. in a way, it's kind of like a good thing because it's kind of showing that, um, you know, more, more people are seeing this. They don't really need that award. But mm-hmm. It does really, really suck that they have this rule that it can't be eligible for both. Like, I find that ridiculous. Yeah. A part of me. Yeah. I feel like what you're saying is exactly right. I feel like all of these scandals are kind of leading to the same uh, outcome, which is going to be like either these rules are going to be abolished or the actual categories themselves are going to be abolished and they'll just be treated like any other film. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're very close to that happening because I feel like it's happening more and more frequently that this is becoming a problem. And now two award shows where it's like, okay, let's really get to the root of the issue and, you know, make things fair for everybody. So yeah, the two award shows in the same season, like the same year. Right. And it's like, remember when, I mean, it's just like Parasite winning Best Picture hopefully has opened up a lot of doors and a lot of people's minds as far as like putting films as like, oh, this is just a foreign film, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, well, actually, this foreign language film was the best of the year. So and it was actually the best. It wasn't like a Green Book situation where everyone hated the winner. So, yeah. Well, and the the funny thing is, like the Green Book situation is Green Book beat Roma, which a lot I assume Mm -hmm. a lot of Academy voters didn't vote for it for Best Picture because I assume a lot of them were like, oh, but it's it's already going to win Best international feature film so like why would i vote for it for best picture um but then there was like backlash against that which i think uh, opened a lot of minds in the academy of just like no why Um, don't we vote for parasite for best picture so so i i and because you know if if roma didn't have if if, i feel like roma was like very much second in line to win best picture that year so i 
So I, I think maybe Roma not winning maybe was a, like helped Parasite a little bit, you know, mm. and, and maybe Parasite winning will help with these new rules. Right. You know, do you, do you think it's similar for animated features? Sorry, I'm just going off a little bit, mm. but I because I don't feel like an, has an animated feature won Best Picture yet. No. Uh, the okay. first animated feature to get nominated for Best Picture was Beauty and the Beast. Mm. The second was Up. Uh, after that was after they expanded to uh, ten best picture winners and mm-hmm. best picture nominees, and then uh, oh god, what was the uh, Toy Story three? Mm. Those are yeah, those are the animated nominees. Uh, but yeah, but when Beauty and the Beast was nominated for best picture, that was like a huge deal. Right. Like people were like blown away by that. Um, but then of course, like it didn't win, and then years later they were like, oh well, let's create our own. Let's create a separate category for animated feature. I believe mm. that was in two thousand one, uh, and Shrek was the first winner of best animated feature. Okay. Yeah. But, love yeah. I, I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah, and I I feel I feel like now, especially since Pixar is such a huge, you know a huge thing. I, I definitely could see one day an animated feature winning best picture. That'd I would be really love cool. that. I haven't seen soul yet, but I know that it's out on Disney plus. So yeah, I people would like are to loving watch it. it soon. So. And everyone said it's amazing and the, they're bawling during it. And it's like, do I really need to be bawling right now? But I don't know. I'd like to see it. <laughs> Wait until your boyfriend comes back and then be That's bawling the with someone else. Yes. I can't be bawling alone with my sad Christmas lights still up. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> That would just be too, too dark. Um, well, the last thing I want to talk about, I mean, there's nothing we don't really you don't watch Sex in the City, do you? Not really. No, I, I have never. I've seen like the uh, first episode and it was weird. And everyone's like, no, Matt, you're going to love that. And Adam, why you? And I was like, I don't know if I do. Uh, but apparently it's getting revived to HBO Max. We love that. Good for HBO Max. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Tasha and Zach because they are the, you know, Tasha picked Zach on the Bachelorette finale. And I really like Tasha. I think she had a hard season because she came in halfway. Of course, they were all quarantining at this one La Quinta Inn where they can't basically leave the premises of this resort. And the whole point of The Bachelor, half of it is like travel porn. And so it's like, you can go to the other side of the resort. Let's have a date <laughs> in the pool. It just was like really sad. But it felt like it was all worth it because the way that she was with Zach was so natural. Their chemistry was so very real. And they were just such a lovely couple and I honestly thought her entire top four was stand-up guys I felt like she has a she has a really good picker and I I feel like she held back a little bit because the conversations got very deep like there was one guy in the final four who had an eating disorder that he was talking about there was another uh, black contestant and they talked together about um, Black Lives Matter and you know um, what was happening while they were filming in the world and in the country primarily and I thought it was she she would keep it light because she was like she'd keep it kind of on the surface but again she's you know the ABC person like I don't know how much she can really get into these really deep issues but clearly those people were resonating with her the people that were very real and so I appreciate how good her picker is and I felt as soon as I saw her and Zach together I was like oh she picks him like it's so clear to me that their love is the one that's going to work here and his proposal is just so amazing and wonderful like for so many bachelor bachelorette people it's like oh I just want to get Instagram followers and like have people uh, you know know who I am and that really didn't seem like what was happening with Zach and I saw him in some interview where everyone like the interview was like you know everyone in Bachelor Nation was going crazy over your proposal they thought it was the best ever what do you have to say and he's just like uh 
thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It just was for Tasha. He just loves her so much. He spoke from the heart. He was there for the right reasons, guys. He was. And no one's there for the right reasons anymore. But also, justice for Ivan, I realize they've already shot the next season of The Bachelor and it's going to be Matt James. But Ivan was a fucking gem of a human being. He's half plaque, half Filipino. He should be the lead. He and Tasha didn't work out because he is agnostic and she is very Christian apparently and it came up during the overnight and he left so suddenly and I didn't even get to say goodbye. So justice for Ivan. He has oh. a beautiful family as well. We love him. I'm so sorry you didn't get to say goodbye to <laughs> Ivan. It's really, really hard for me to get over. So I've gone through a lot since you've been gone. So You really have. I mean, I know when you go away for a week and I am just like in our apartment by like ourselves when the week is over i'm just like you know what i feel like i've been through it it does it feels like a whole new world when you get back i'm gonna be a whole new person so okay well i hope hope that person uh uh has leftovers in the fridge (laughs) he probably will not so let's hope not um so i guess do we have any more news for idiots that i might have missed i do not think so but i mean jesus was born Oh, yes. And you know what? We celebrated that. Happy birthday to Jesus. And we'll be back soon with more Two Game Ads podcast. Hey, guys, we are back at the Two Game Ads podcast. And this is the section where we usually do email my heart, where you guys email us some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. And we didn't get any emails this week, which makes sense know. because... Everybody's celebrating or in hiding or both. Exactly. Those are the only ways to be. And yes. so everyone took a week off. And you know what? I'm taking a week off work next week. So I get it. Yes. Preferably both. Yes, so there is celebration in the hiding, but we hope you're all hiding. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to get to uh, giving you moments. Yeah. So Matt, should I go first today? Oh, sure. Why or not? Or do you want to go first? I mean, I'll go first. <laughs> Mine is just a very, very basic I have not seen my family in a year. (laughs) So just the fact that I am back home with my family and, you know, we are all in tight quarters, a lot of us and a lot of cats. Um, (laughs) And, you know, obviously we're all getting on each other's nerves, but it it is very wonderful when you don't see your family for a while and you're suddenly back together with them. And it's like no time has changed. Granted, you know, uh, it, it feels like no time has changed, like in general, because like this year didn't happen. So it's basically like right. I was picking up where 2000 end of 2019 left off. Um, <laughs> but like I, I got home and I was like, I was just here. Oh, wait, no, I wasn't. It's been a year. Um, but yeah, no. So Matt Palmer knows I'm very, very close with my family. And so, you know, we talk every day, but it's it's not the same. So I I was I'm very happy to be home uh, and that, you know, we're all being safe and not going anywhere <laughs> and getting our tests and, and, you know. So my question for you is, do you think that this is the first giving you moments that was like fully a rubbing it in giving you moments or what? I'm so sorry, Matt Palmer. <laughs> As I started to say it, I was just like, oh, Matt Palmer hasn't seen his family in a year either. No, he hasn't. And he's still sitting here looking at, you know, the pictures of Mariah and Janet and Beyonce on his wall and pretending they're his family. Okay. Oh, I, I, so I mean, we're doing what, what we can. What a family to have, though. Yeah, it's, you know, we're very musical. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I'm happy for you. I hope you're enjoying your time, you know, and I hope I get to see my family as soon as I get a vaccine in my arm. Yes, so. your, your Christmas yeah. and spring is going to be phenomenal. Yes, yes, spring or early summer. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> whenever it happens. 
Yes. Um, so my giving you moments, I, of course, in this little break time, have been watching everything I can get my hands on, my ears on, my eyes on. And I must say, Ariana Grande released a um, new Netflix film, a concert film of her Sweetener tour. And um, let me see what it's called. It's like, uh, excuse me, I love you, uh, which I believe is a line from R.E.M. And it was great. Wow. Like, it was so wonderful. The, the, the thing is, I wouldn't choose the lighting personally. I felt <laughs> like it was very much like we're going to light the stage and all of the people one color, different colors for all, all the songs. But like Ariana's just going to be a part of the set. Like it's all going to be one moving set moment. And I was like, but I kind of just want to see her, too, though. And I felt like that wasn't the theme. But man, oh, man, that little girl can sing. She can sing and she has come up with some great, great songs. Like when she started MTO, I was like, God damn, this is a great song. What a phenomenal piece of music. And she really goes back. She sings songs from her debut. She, you know, obviously does like a Love Me Harder moment. She does Break Free. All these songs that I kind of thought she wouldn't do because she's evolved so much as an artist and maybe doesn't see herself in that light anymore. Mm -hmm. She really went back and did. She also did, you know. If you watched our sweetener review, you'll know that I'm maybe not the biggest sweetener stan out there. And so when the light is coming started, my stomach did turn. But you know what? <laughs> to get to the greatness of the rest of her catalog, I will sit through a The Light is Coming, a sweetener, the title track, which, by the way, too many people like. Sweetener is like that song is not good, right? Like, am I crazy? I, like people okay. really like it. The song is a mess. I like the yes. I like the melody of the chorus. Is that the really? chorus? Yes. But even when she goes, na, 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 na. oh God, I hate that. Really? I think <laughs> that's it's the, nice. That's that part bugs me right at the end when she goes up, and then they're like, "Get it, get it." Get I it, mean, it. that's just a completely <laughs> different song. It is. These are two different songs smashed together. But again, for 90% of that, I was having the best time. She has a moment in which she gets a call from Scooter Braun telling her to record her little part in that All I Want for Christmas is You celebrity sing-along video they did last year. And she's super emotional about the fact that Mariah's acknowledging her and is a big fan of hers now. And she, I know, it was very cute to see. She's like, she inspired my sound so much. And, you know, I, it was like, I feel like there were a few little um, intimate moments outside of just the concert footage that were nice, but not just because I'm a Mariah stan. That was the most affecting because she fully got choked up and it was just lovely to see. So I would recommend uh, the the concert film for anyone who has some time on their hands and wants to hear some great music, even if it's like while you're taking down the Christmas lights or while you're, you know, cleaning up your cooking you've done. It's just it's a great watch. And she just sounds fucking incredible. She sounds so good. So I love that for all of us. And I'm glad it's available. That's wonderful. I know, I know. Oh, Matt Steele. Yeah, we did it. We did do we it. We did do it. Guys, if the sound sounds weird, I'm sorry. I know. Um, We're trying our best. We're doing this far away. I think it'll sound all right. I think I'll just have to do more work than I usually do. Okay. I like it when we're just together and I don't have to add anything, but I might have to do a little bit. I'm sorry. Time, so. I'm, I'm only thinking of you, Matt Palmer, because I'm sure like the people listening don't care about the sound. But like I know that Matt Palmer is <laughs> very much like I, oh you like God. the polish. That's, 
You like it all? I love the polish. And you know what? I want it to be a very fun and entertaining podcast, but like right underneath it, I want it to sound good. Because I mean, it's an audio medium. And like, hello, I went to school for recorded music. And oh, by the way, I mean, this is a little off topic, but apparently there was some recorded music alumni email. We've like assigned a new chairperson or something. I'm actually not on the alumni email chain and I've decided I don't want to be, but I also don't know why I'm not. Anyways, (laughs) there, my friend I was telling about uh, Potomac and breaking the news to her that Monique has quit uh, had told me about that there's like a new chairperson that we all agree and they promoted internally and some alumni was like just because you got this doesn't mean like you didn't call out the other person who was up for this position and since you won this position you should have given the loser your thanks blah 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 and it's like this went out to all the students the faculty the alumni and it's like buddy you need to calm the fuck that's iconic like this is it's just crazy. And I feel like there's been several moments in which on these recorded music text change that I, again, I'm not on for whatever. I don't know why I just hear about it going completely off the rails. And it's like, man, I just, I don't feel like there's a lot of drama that is not on my television, like in real life. But then you see stuff like this, you read these emails and you're like, man, people are nuts. Oh yeah. Wait, were, were people not like BCC'd? Like, no, it was everyone was it was a reply all. Wow. It was a reply all. Whoa. And someone had to jump in and be like, you need to calm down. Like it just was it just was a complete mess. It was a complete mess. And I love it. I mean, <laughs> the holidays. That would have given me moments if like I was a part of that. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe well, the thing is, I go back and forth on wanting to be a part of the email chain. But I think I like I think it's best this way that I'm not. And I just hear about the drama when it comes up. I think that's my OK. Point. Sue yourself. I wish I was a part of the email chain. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it for us this week. I hope everybody had a happy and um, safe holiday. And you have a great week leading up to the new year because 2021 is coming. It's going to be better. Nowhere to go. But 2021 is coming to take back everything the darkness stole. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I still can't do that song. I really can't. I'd almost forgotten how much I disliked it until I heard it again in that mm. concert film. And I was like, oof. It, it's just it's not it's like Pharrell. It, does, it hits you right Pharrell. away that it yeah, really I, I always forget it exists until it like pops up occasionally and I'm like, oh, oh, I know. And it gives you a shock. Yeah. It's like, <gasps> yeah, you know, it show does. Tough. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.